I'm Euro. I'm Chris. I'm Eric. And, and this, this is Fork Bomb. Wednesday, November 7th, 2018, episode 24, React OS. How have you guys been? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, you? Okay. Well, uh, I know it's been a while since we've done the last, uh, since we've done the last podcast, and um, so uh, I wanted to apologize to everybody, but, uh, you know, life gets in the way, but we always do try to at least make one podcast episode per year, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> We're getting there, guys. Sorry, <laughs> we we're we're gonna try to do a better job at this. Uh, but um, but yeah. So uh, hopefully you guys like this topic. Uh, I know I I am okay with this topic. Uh, it kicked my ass. So that's and I'll save the rest for the remainder of the podcast. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Chris, Eric, um, I know you you guys also tested out React OS, and we have a bunch of stuff to say about it. So um, well. Have you mentioned that we're talking about React OS? Yeah, episode 23, React OS. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should say what it is first. <laughs> right. Well, okay, so <clears throat> React OS is a free and open source operating system for x86 and x64 personal computers intended to be binary compatible with computer programs and device drivers made for Windows Server 2003 and later versions. What that means is pretty much a knockoff of Windows... Uh, well, at this point, it'd be Windows 2003, uh, although you can kind of say it's Windows XP. Um, it is a pretty good knockoff uh, as, as far as operating systems are concerned, and it seems to be an alpha state for the past lots of years, um, but, not, uh, but it not, is free and open source. Knockoff isn't the right term, though. It's an actual clone. It's, it's not designed to be like Windows. It's designed to be completely binary compatible with Windows programs. So you download and run something made for Windows, it's supposed to run, as you would expect it to under um, Microsoft's proprietary operating system. That's that's their goal. Okay, that is a better definition yep. of it. However, if I was in a uh, in one of those shady markets and... Um, and, and I found a laptop over there that was dirt cheap, and it just happened to have Windows on it, or quote-unquote Windows. It'd just be an, an operating system that I thought was Windows. And they would say, yeah, it comes with Windows. And then I buy the laptop, and I, it turns out it's not Windows, but I thought it was. That would, I would feel like it was a knockoff. However, well, I totally get your definition, and yes, you were right. Well, it's a good thing that uh, it can barely run on actual hardware, so that will never happen to you. <laughs> let's hope it just stays in That's alpha true. then <laughs> but um i guess we should we should um discuss the why does this exist uh a little bit of the history and how does it do what it's doing so i guess i'll start with the why um it's it's purpose it has several purposes one is to uh free people from from the licensing and restrictions that Microsoft puts on their operating system. But say that you have some programs that absolutely have to run on Windows that you can't get away from. Uh, we've all been there. This provides a maybe viable alternative for you. Um, also, as Windows, as Microsoft continues to push newer and newer versions of Windows, 
uh, Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 10, um, Windows 10 Fall Creators Edition, Windows 10 Hannah Montana Edition, whatever. Um, it might break compatibility with some older programs that you still rely on. This could provide a way for you to continue to run those older programs. Uh, so and it would also be uh, good for, say, uh, countries and governments that don't want to that uh, have security concerns around uh, using software from the United States. This gives them a free and open source way without, the, without those concerns to continue to run the programs that they already have written for Windows. So, okay, uh, I need to... I, I, why? Let me backtrack a little bit. Okay, so people use Wine under Linux, which is not emulation, and... Why would you run React OS when you could run Wine for any number of Windows binaries or Windows because, applications? Because Wine will not be as... Actually, Eric, do you want to take this one? Well, Wine does have some limitations, but uh, like, for example, there's still no USB support in Wine. And if you use a software that requires USB, you're pretty much out of luck. Hmm. Um, but Wine does run things natively in Linux by interrupt intercepting system calls. So it doesn't actually work with drivers. It doesn't work. It just basically works at the software level only. Right. And React OS is not intercepting system calls. It is being Windows. There is no translation going on. Right. But the interesting thing is, how is it being Windows? I guess we should mention it also looks and functions just just like Windows, uh, like Windows um, Windows XP or Windows two thousand three for the most part. They they have fully, nearly fully, and with a very large degree of accuracy, re-implemented the entire Windows interface with a few React OS uh, React OS specific extras. But the how they're doing it. The thing is, they can't simply just clone Windows, at least at the source code level. They, it's, it's, it's proprietary software, so they can't use any original Windows code. So for the past 16 years or so now, they have been re-implementing it. Um, and um, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but the way that they are doing that is... Windows has an API. You send a specific request to the to the operating system's API, which is fully documented. Stuff happens under the hood. It returns an expected result. And then your programs write to that Windows API. So what they've done is they've copied the Windows API, but everything behind it, they've rewritten and re-implemented from scratch. Yep, that's pretty much accurate. With some help from the Wine Project, because they have used some parts of the Wine Project to do what they're doing. So, as of this uh, as of this moment, the operating system resembles more Windows 2003 than anything else, um, and Windows XP. I'm just wondering, since it's been in development for so long, I mean, we're talking about you know decades here. Uh, what is it? Uh, started uh, sometime around 1986. So we're talking 96. about decades here. I'm just wondering if if there's ever a time that React is going to actually catch up to later versions of Windows, like maybe Windows Vista. 
uh, Windows Seven. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm just wondering if if there if there's ever a plan to do that. No, uh, that's that's not his goal. So my next, I guess, question would be: Is is React OS going to be as compatible as Windows Seven then with with Windows Seven built apps, or is it just fully compatible with Windows two thousand three binaries, things like that? So if and if that were the case, then it would be hopelessly lost in, uh, I think, in obsolescence. And, and I I don't mean to be like the downer here or anything like that. I, I'm just I really want React OS to, you know, just kick some ass and, and chew some bubble gum. And they're all out of gum. But I'm just, I, I don't know how to, uh, how to say it any, any other way. I mean, React OS is a great idea, but it is, it just seems to be falling behind the times. And, and again, I, I mean, I'm not even the one programming this. So, you know, kudos to them. Very talented engineers and everything like that. But I'm just wondering... Uh, is React OS ever going to get to the point where it is a fully capable operating system, a fully modern capable operating system that people could potentially run? Uh, and, and if that's not the point, then maybe the point is just to run older software on Windows XP. And if that's the case, then what if Microsoft at some point decided to say, well, we're going to open source uh, Windows XP now. You guys can take a look and do whatever you want with the with that, it is now deprecated. It is old code, um, and here you go. Uh, and then ReactOS would be screwed. I mean, they could they could grab all the open source stuff all they want, but then at that point, it's like, well, why not just run Windows? Microsoft will never open source that much of their operating system. Too much of that still exists in modern versions of Windows. Yeah, I guess yep. I guess you're right. I mean, in that uh, they just re I mean, not not recently, but a while ago they they uh, they open source what was it DOS three or something like that, <laughs> some really old version of DOS. <laughs> so uh, so I guess it would take eons for them to open source something like Windows XP. But anyway, so React OS existence is uh, in jeopardy if Microsoft ever decided to uh, you know do that. Um. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, should we continue with the story? I, I just went off on a on a dark tangent. That wasn't so dark. <laughs> um, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Um, I'm reading through the FAQ a bit and trying to find where they say what their 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 purpose is. Because I was really talking their mission off the uh, off the cuff there. Um, where the hell is it? But from my experience, I've been following it for a few years now, and that seems to be pretty much what they do, and they have no plans of really catching up to Vista or Seven or any of those. It's continuing mission to explore strange new... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, um, <laughs> you guys want to continue talking about history? <laughs> yeah. React OS started in 1996, uh, originally under the name FreeWin95. Its goal was to clone Windows 95. That never got off the ground. Um, it got resurrected in 1998 with the goal of duplicating Windows NT. The term React OS uh, was coined during a chat in IRC. While the term OS stood for the operating system, the term React re referred to the group's dissatisfaction with and reaction to Microsoft's monopolistic position. 
so they combine them. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so you see what I mean? They first started out with Windows 95. Okay, screw it. Let's build around Windows NT. And then, okay, screw it. Let's build around Windows XP. You know, that's just that's just what I'm saying. At some point, they're just going to have to say, okay, screw it. Let's build around Windows 7. No. Will they though? Well, I don't if know. you think about it at a if you think about it at a different perspective, Windows XP technically was a version of Windows NT. So is Windows 2003 and Windows 2006 and even Windows 7 and Vista and what's current, 10. So they're ah. just basing it off of the Windows NT technology. Hmm. I see your point, sir. That is and, true. Which was actually probably a good point. That's a very good way of going, too, because otherwise they would have been left in the back. Well, it works because Windows NT encompasses all those operating systems. Uh, I don't know if they just meant, you know, at the time in 1998, what was around? Windows NT4? So I don't know if they just meant Windows NT4, yeah. you know, something like Windows NT4 server, workstation. But uh, but but anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think Windows uh, XP is 5.1, I believe. Windows NT. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, yes. You know, so if you if you do call call them call them all Windows NT, I, I guess I guess that's true. Um, well, some interesting uh, little tidbit about the history uh, or about uh, the OS itself. And uh, to your credit, Chris, uh, when you mentioned about uh, other countries not wanting to um, use Microsoft licenses because uh, they may not trust an American OS or something like that. Um, so there has been public demonstration of the OS that has been given to several Russian political figures, um, like, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name, uh, his last name at least, uh, Victor Aksinis, um, Dmitry Medvedev, which is a, was Victor a president. Victor Alksnes. Whoa, Alksnes. It sounds like a, a heavy metal band. Uh, <laughs> yes, Victor Alksnes. <laughs> um... Dmitry Medvedev, uh, which was the uh, former president and current prime minister, prime minister, and Vladimir Putin. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess they would be interested in uh, in using an OS like this. Although, if I was, um, I don't know, man, Ubuntu's looking pretty good right now. But anyway, I digress. If they have some obscure Windows application they need to run. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm always going to advocate using Windows for anything and everything. But let's um. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's look at it from another point of view. Let's say, um, let's say you're, uh, you're a small government. What you have on hand are Windows developers. There's no way in hell you're going to get them to learn uh, how to use anything, anything Linux-related. But you do not trust Microsoft. You're sick of paying Microsoft licenses. Yep. This would be a yeah. way to continue to use that skill set and still have those those developers be useful to you might not be ideal but True. if you just wanted a <laughs> drop in replacement something that could be workable for some custom piece of software that you have developers writing for it'll be much easier to get them to get it running on this than it would to rewrite it for a different operating system i mean i'm on board if it's a really obscure piece of software or some sort you. of medical equipment or something like that where it absolutely runs on just that OS, uh, I get it. You know, it, it makes total perfect sense, uh, and 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 it has hardware calls because 
can't use wine or anything. It's got to be the OS itself. So, um, you know, I totally get it, you know, or a bank that uses some sort of, I don't know, relay system that is uh, very old and, uh, and, and they don't want to, uh, they don't want to rewrite their code. Yep. Well, I got a random thought that could possibly come from all this. Imagine, I mean, they have a Windows XP specific for the uh, England Navy. And they have it, and it's called literally Windows XP for warships. Imagine if they redid that with React OS for warships. It would crash. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what if we what if we did that? I would, I, would, I would not want to trust this operating system in battle. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Man, uh, we're going to have some React OS developers listening on this. But that was a really interesting concept on this. they could get it rock solid. Yeah. We're going to have some React OS developer listening on the this. The funny thing is just they could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, the, the, the military could fix it. They have the source. <laughs> Unlimited they, funds. They could, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we should, uh, we should talk about using it. Well, we do have some pros and cons list. Um, I would be happy to take the cons. Uh, just because I wrote them all weird, not because I'm happy to take cons or anything like that, but um, but I just yeah I, I didn't write them right. Uh, so uh, but yeah uh, we 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 had some experience. We used it. Um, we used it on virtual machines. We I think Chris, you tried to install it on bare metal, right? Yeah, it wasn't even so much as boot, but that was on an old old machine. Um, it. For some reason, it, it wasn't able to work with uh, the bootloader, which is called Freeloader. Hmm. But really, it's it's mostly designed to run in a virtual machine right now. Okay. Uh, I um I went yeah, a little nuts. That's how it's been running for me. Yeah. Uh, I I went a little nuts and I added yeah, go like ahead. three cores or four cores. I wanted to see how badass I could make this React OS. So I added, I think it was quad core with eight gigs of RAM. Uh, really. It didn't make a difference. Well, that's that, that's because the kernel doesn't know how to work with multiple processors yet. Yeah. Uh, were you saying something, Eric? Something about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I barely heard it. Oh, I I was just saying that I, I've been running it only in a virtual machine and giving it basically just one CPU core and a gig of memory. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, unlike you guys, I think y'all were running it in VirtualBox. I've been running it in KVM. Is what we're hearing through the audio chat coming from your main mic or from your webcam? Because you, you sound um, really far away and muffled. Be coming from my. Hmm. How about now? Uh, no. I mean, no? it's fine if it's coming from your webcam. I just no? want to make sure you're not sounding like that in the recording. Oh, no. It should be coming straight from my mixer. Ah, then you sound far away and muffled. That's what it's selected. Oh, that's really weird. I guess I'll just work with it. No big deal. Let's move ahead. Moving ahead. Um. All right. Well, yeah. So we did install it on on various. Uh, I, I guess uh, Eric, you mentioned you installed it on KVM. Chris and I we installed it on virtual boxes. Um. I wonder if our experience was different. Actually. Uh. I I know Chris. You 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 had pretty good luck with it. Um. I didn't have as good luck with it. I, Eric, were, were you, uh, did you have any issues with it using KVM? Actually, I didn't. And yeah, with KVM, it's been rock solid. Man. I haven't even had a crash yet. 
Well, if I certainly had a lot of crashes, that's for sure. Um, so it's, uh, like I stated previously, it's just like Windows. If you know how to use Windows, you know how to use this. But while it can be very unstable at times, it's extremely impressive because of what they're doing. I mean, yes, we can say it's been in development since 1996. Why is it so buggy? But let's, let, let's look at what they're doing. They're duplicating as much as they can a completely proprietary operating system. And that is no easy task. So yeah, it will take a lot longer. Um, there may be some things that they never ever get right. But yeah, with well, how, they probably have a with how well it's working right now. It's very impressive. It still does a lot of things. It still runs a lot of Windows programs, and they've added some things on top of it that is truly their own. That is makes it equally more impressive. Uh, for example, something that Windows is lacking that most open source operating systems have is an actual package manager. It has that is nice. It has the React OS mm, yes. application manager with a whole bunch of programs that are known to work with, with React OS. It has uh, drivers for for uh, for VirtualBox's sound card. It has uh, the Microsoft Visual C++ um, redistributable packages that a lot of programs require. Right there, easily accessible. You don't have to open up a web browser at all. It knows how to install them. Um, it has... It has Git, it has Audacity, it has LibreOffice, it has a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, not, not, not all of it works, a good chunk of it does, but it makes things much more accessible than having to go from website to website to website, downloading, clicking the EXE. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, we, we can assume that at some point they will work. So at some point all these issues are going to go away and the operating system will just rock. Um, some some things that I that I liked was that it's really fast to boot. I mean, even on a single core, um, it was it's incredible. And um, we, uh, Chris, you and I, I mean, uh, Eric, you and I, we both saw Chris updating uh, React OS to the latest version, and it took like no time at all. So you know that that was just awesome. A few minutes, yeah, the best, absolutely. Um, it's it has incredibly little footprint i mean it it consumes very little memory in disk space i think the entire iso was something like north of 120 megabytes i mean that's that's incredible even even in even in back then standards i remember windows being at least a full 600 megabytes so uh for 120 megabytes oh, that's yeah. pretty impressive um and uh and yeah man uh, that application manager store is pretty good although i guess now they have that microsoft uh store for windows 10 but uh it doesn't look anything like the typical application stores that we are used to in uh in the linux world while the one in react os uh looks very much like that so um besides that and installing a bunch of different windows applications that, that you know what it does support it's it supports it i mean what it can support uh, so you know, there's that, and the um, the the official Microsoft Windows Store would not have a, barely any open source software in it. Sure, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, By the way, am I sounding better? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Really? Sounds sounds like you're talking through a wet towel. Okay. Uh, I think at this point, I mean, we're we're kind of halfway through this thing. 
Yeah, and if he fixes it now, nah, it's gonna sound. I'm I'm honestly not even editing any of this stuff out. So let's just keep going. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have okay. microphone talks in the middle of it. Yep, pretty much. I'm um, great. I'm I'm gonna spend a maximum of thirty minutes editing. Like this, what I'm saying right now, I'm not even editing this out. <laughs> hey, so everybody, just grab a beer and relax <laughs> and scared. just hear us rant. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> this right, time, well, this time they're getting the full experience. The the full Monty. Um, I had a whole list of uh, cons, but now you're making me feel bad about even having cons, Chris. Well, like, I don't even want to say the cons. The cons, <laughs> the cons are well earned. Well, I know, but you know, it's like three guys yeah, working on this. I'll tell you what. What? Why don't you go through the cons, and then after that, we'll go through the version that was just released, not but one or two days ago, which addressed some of those cons pretty well. Okay, here we go. All right, so uh, I had audio issues. Uh, I rebooted several times. I tried installing the recommended drivers for VirtualBox. Uh, I even tried putting the drivers in the React OS folder on the root of my C drive. I, I would never do that, but whatever. For the sake of science, uh, I did it, and it still didn't work. Uh, so the only way that I actually had audio work is, uh, Chris, you actually sent me your virtual drive file, and then I surprisingly had audio after that. So well, that was one of those annoying things. To address that one, there was, there was, there was a magic incantation for that. Uh, one was to follow the instructions in the VirtualBox ReactOS uh, wiki guide, which was to put them in C colon backslash ReactOS when you install them through the application manager. Um, yep. And then what they... Well, that's weird. Um, what they didn't tell you was that you have to reboot about five times before it'll start working. Ah, that that must be the, the part where you recite a chant. Oh, fun. Yep. Oh, and a funny thing, another con. While you were saying that, I was in the middle in the middle of installing all of the Microsoft Visual C redistributable library packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them that I selected was Microsoft Visual C six redistribu- redistrib- redistributable mm-hmm. packages package. It downloaded a version in German, so that was interesting. Ah, uh, well, you know, you didn't know uh, in the React OS website it says you must learn German. To use it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They must have wrote that part in German. I totally missed it. <laughs> they wrote that in German. <laughs> we speak German in German. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, I had another one. Unless, uh, Eric, did, did you have any... Uh, I guess you had no negative experiences. You're, you're just, you have the golden version that all the engineers want. Well, I, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I I did try to run some third-party software that wasn't in the package manager, and that didn't work so well. I actually went and tried to download and install uh, Apple iTunes because I have an iPhone that I wanted to see if I could actually get it to work with, and I got through the entire installation process. But at the time of actually running the program, iTunes just simply would not start. Mm. Maybe an older version of iTunes would work. Didn't crash, but maybe. I hadn't tried that, but trying to get an older version of iTunes is like fucking hairs from a yak. (laughs) (laughs) And the first thing it's going to want to do is update. They don't really like it very much. Yeah, it probably won't even let you run it unless you update. (laughs) 
All right. Well, uh, I got another one. That's pretty much right. I got another one. So uh, part of that incantation that uh, Chris was talking about and some uh, magic, uh, you know, chants and stuff like that to get it to work right. Uh, on VirtualBox, you must select a PCNet Fast 3 network adapter under advanced settings. Uh, I, of course, did not read that at first. And I was just complaining the whole time until I went. And I think, no, I think, Chris, you told me about that because you read it. So that is my fault. I didn't read. Um, but whatever. That's That was just something that uh, was uh, that happened. Um, and, um, well, it's, uh, as we said, it's it's buggy. It half crashes when you try to launch a screensaver. At least it did to me. Uh, and then you have one part of the screen frozen. The other part is not frozen. So you could still kind of work on half of your screen, literally. It won't redraw the other half because the screensaver stuck. So if you can somehow try to work on 50% of the screen, but if you want to shut down or use the start button, you can't because the screensaver's in the way, then have at it, and good luck. <laughs> it has a screensaver? <laughs> it has a screensaver. Um, I was wondering about that because I've never seen the screensaver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a screensaver option. If you hit preview, uh, well, oh, yeah, there it is. luck. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it. crash? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, it's already busy crashing on something else right now, but <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Screens up. Okay. Screensaver. Oh, wow. We have 3D text, blank screen, butterflies, circles, cylinders, fractal. Run the 3D text. Login, matrix, maze, screensaver, and starfield. Uh, but it froze up on something else I was doing, so I've got to reset. It freezes right. a lot. I don't know. I, I think I got that golden version because I, I, I'm I'm actually running those. Like I did a screensaver test on preview on the cylinders fractal, which is in GL, mm-hmm. and I hit the preview button, and it's it's it really cool. It's full screen. Hit and escape I move the mouse, and it <laughs> recovers completely. Hey, yeah, cylinders fractal looks nice. Okay, hit escape. That worked. Three yep. three D text. Yeah, that's um, working great. Preview, preview. Oh nope. Nope, nope, up oh, there, it's it's frozen again. Wait, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know what? You know what it is. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna relabel React OS, or, or not gonna relabel it. I'm gonna add a little slogan in the bottom, and it's gonna say React OS, the fun OS. It's like playing a game. <laughs> yeah. So I can no longer drag the <clears throat> the display properties window. Uh, the screensaver is still showing the preview. But everything else is just frozen. Ah, see? Told you. I can bring up the start menu sometimes. Ugh. I'm telling you, uh, somehow uh, Eric got the golden oh, version. Here we he go. came back from the from the future. He didn't get a lottery ticket or anything like that to win a million dollars. No, he got a copy of React OS and it's full edition. You got a raw deal, Eric. <laughs> well, I am having a I am having a really interesting problem right now. You know the maze one. It has that whole green line that keeps drawing around the maze. Mm. Well, it's drawing on the desktop somewhere, (laughs) showing the preview window. (laughs) Yeah, the whole yeah, it's 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 weird. So not perfect. What file system are you running it on, Eric? Actually, fat. Oh man, hit reboot about five times. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that is not a journal file system. But uh, sh- should mention, 
while we're on the topic of cons. So one con up until very recently. Uh, in fact, let me see when that was released. Uh, November six, right? Yesterday. Yes, yesterday. So up until yesterday, FAT32 was your only option for file systems on React OS. The problem with FAT32 is, one, uh, there are no real permissions built in. Uh, just everyone has access to everything. Two, uh, very unstable if it cannot handle things like being shut down improperly and it has a 4 gigabyte maximum file size. It, it, it is 4 gigs, right, Eric? Or Euro? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's 4 gigs. So, yesterday they released uh, React OS 0.4.10 and it supports booting, for, formatting, and booting from BTRFS, also known as BetterFS, also known as ButterFS. And that is a file system from um, the Linux world. And it has many useful features built in at the file system level. Of course, it has journaling. It has the ability to have built-in snapshotting, deduplication. Um, and I don't know if you would call it a feature, but the uh, ability, the uh, tendency to destroy all, all of your data at random. Last time I tried it, but that's neither here nor there. But it is definitely better than FAT32, and ReactOS uses it. And this whole time we've been talking, I've been playing with it on ButterFS. I've... Uh, forcefully reset it about, I don't know, 12 times now. It has not had to do a single file system check. There's been no indication of file system corruption. In that respect, it has been much more solid. And one thing that this might save them from, you know how um, Windows has a volume shadow copy for taking backups of your file system that you can revert to now and then? Yeah. Well, ButterFS has built-in snapshotting at the file system level. So now they won't have to implement volume shadow copy. They can use ButterFS snapshots. Oh, true. Well, I heard ButterFS is uh, pretty good at scaling. It also supports RAID, so uh, not too bad there. Uh, that must be the version that Eric's running. No. Wh which version no. are, are you okay. running, Eric? <laughs> actually, 4. Point, the, the, the current one, actually. 4.10 10. Hmm. or 0.4.10. Yeah. They also implemented a few stability fixes. Um, they fixes, added yeah. um, added some changes to the uh, Windows shell. Um, one feature that I think they they made way too much uh, fuss over was the ability to change folder icons. But, you know, I guess somebody worked hard on it, so good for them. Come on. You worked on it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and... Um, it has a window window tiling and cascading now. There you go. See. Um, all right. Well, uh, going back to the um, the cons and uh, some of the uh, encounters that I had. Um, so it crashed often. It crashes often when you reboot. Uh, as far as for me, uh, I had Fat 30, the Fat Thirty Two uh, file system installed. So every time I were well after I rebooted about two or three times. Then you had to go through the check this portion, and this was every single time. And if you reboot enough times, the file system will get corrupted, and then you have to sit through check this for a long time. Uh, Chris and I, uh, remember Chris, we, we were talking for a while, and it just kept going and going, and pretty much it was all hosed, all corrupted. I took a screenshot of it, and um, 
And yeah, uh, that's um, that's after you reboot about two or three times uh, that you get to start getting the check disc. At least on FAT32 version, so I'm very glad that uh, they, they implemented a different file system. Uh, you know, that's great. Um, and yeah, absolutely right. No NTFS support. So um, only FAT and now ButterFS is, uh, is supported. Um, well, another con for me was that some of the application, uh, some of the applications in the application manager, although the application manager is really cool and really easy to install apps from, some of the links are dead. Uh, like if you try to, um, at least we tried at the time, that was probably about a week, week and a half ago, uh, when we tried to launch Audacity, to install Audacity, we actually, Chris, uh, you were going to, weren't you going to use React OS to, to record this show? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh man. Well, no. I, well, I, I was going to use it to edit the show, and while Audacity does run, it mm. uh, it freezes and locks up, and yeah, yeah, it's very slow. So, um, when when we try to install Audacity from the application manager, uh, the links are dead. So, you know, there's that, and some of the applications are actually outdated. So, you know. Uh, I I don't want to say this is against the engineers or anything like that, but maybe it could use a little bit of cleanup on the uh, application manager side. Um, so there there was that that point. Um, also, did I mention audio driver issues? So check it out. Audio was working, then it stopped working. It started working again uh, at only after a few more hard reboots. So. You know that whole thing about where you had to reboot about five times and it'll start working? Well, in my case, it would be working and then it would just stop working for no reason. So you had to reboot a few times and it'll start working again. That was uh, that was interesting. <clears throat> well, at least you got sound working. That's the one thing I didn't actually get working. Did you reboot five times? <laughs> and say a chant. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I don't know about the chant, but... Yeah, I, I don't know the mystical chant for that one. <laughs> uh, um, well, I wanted to say that browsing the web is not recommended and that some media-rich sites are slow, like YouTube, and it hangs constantly. However, I think uh, uh, I was proven wrong today, uh, like I am many times. Uh, Chris, you ran MyPal, uh, which apparently is a fork of Firefox for this OS, and it actually runs surprisingly well. Yeah, I, I was really, really surprised about that. Um, I found it right before we right <coughs> before we started recording. Uh, the browser is called MyPal. It is a fork. It is based on Pale Moon, which is a fork of Firefox. But while based on Pale Moon, it is continually adapted for and optimized for, and to this day maintained for Windows XP and 2003. So it loads all modern sites. <coughs> it loads them quickly. Um, it seems to do a fantastic job. Gets a 99 out of 100 on the ACID3 test. I know ACID3 is old at this point, but I needed something to uh, test it with. Uh, plays YouTube decently well. It's, uh, I would say, your, your best bet. Because really, your only other options are um, Otter Browser, which doesn't run, or K-Million, which is uh, oh, broken for the most part. Um, you'll maybe get a few pages open before it just falls apart on you. Another thing before anybody wonders, um, or, no, or you can't just Firefox. grab... Right. 
you can't just grab a new version of Chrome or Firefox and have it work. It, it won't work. Uh, so you need to pick the one that's on the application manager. Uh, that one, I believe, I think it was Firefox 48. I'm not 100% sure at this point, but it was an older version and that seemed to work okay. Uh, you know, as far as Firefox 48 is concerned or whatever that version was, but my pal seemed to work the best. So, you know, recommend it. If you're going to run React OS, uh, to use my pal. How did you find it, Chris? Did you actually download the uh, binary or did you use the application manager? I was curious about more web browsers and that the a- application manager had available. So I just mm. searched for a browser and saw my pal and just stumbled on it. Okay. Uh, well, <clears throat> other than those uh, from the application manager, yeah, you, it is not. Uh, advisable to run other applications. I mean, you could try it, but you might be you, you might be asking for a crash. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, blue screens of death. Although I was kind of nostalgic about it, I haven't seen a blue screen of death in a while. Um, it you know after a while you're like, okay, this was nice. Um, so there's that. And, um, and one other thing, somehow React OS, I've never seen any OS crash VirtualBox, but this OS managed. Uh, and, and I thought that was, it was like, it was like a for me, it was like, whoa, I, I don't want to say that that was on my bucket list of things to do, which is crash virtual box, but holy crap, man, I can check that off now. <laughs> I took a picture of it. It actually crashed virtual box several times. Uh, and, and like I said, I've installed, uh, you know, I've installed a lot of OSs in virtual box and they've never crashed virtual box, uh. I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know, I run these simple OSs and they're not a big deal and somebody out there runs a really complex uh, engineering version of an OS. But anyway, for me, I don't really run anything like that. And this this just managed to crash it multiple times. Uh, so, you know what, uh, you know, kudos React OS. You, you managed to do something that I hadn't been able to do. <clears throat> that never happened to me. I don't. I honestly don't know how that happened to you. Uh, you you tried it on uh, <coughs> Windows and Mac OS. I think Eric, we both tried it on Linux. So maybe VirtualBox is a bit hardier on Linux, but yep, no, no telling what they did. Maybe uh, I just took a screenshot of it just in case nobody believed me. It's proof. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I know I'm sounding really critical about the OS right now, but you know what? It is an alpha state. I mean, it's an alpha state. So these bugs are going to be expected. And Chris, as you mentioned, it is a it is a big deal to rewrite an operating system by by not copying its code or anything like that, but by just by just you know seeing how the system calls are made and things like that. So kudos, React OS. You're, you're that's that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, keep doing it and get to beta stage. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But uh, something that works, something that, that works perfectly, flawlessly, in fact, is the VirtualBox guest editions. So for people that have never used VirtualBox and don't know what those are, if you're running an operating system, um, it provides some uh nicer level of integration with your desktop and with VirtualBox itself. For example, instead of having to manually change the screen resolution of the virtual machine, you can resize the window and it will then dynamically resize the screen resolution to the window size. Um, It will give you things like clipboard integration. So what you copy and paste in the host OS and vice versa, 
will be available on the virtual machine and vice versa. It also provides uh, file sharing between the host OS and the virtual machine. And that works perfectly. The, the, um, oh, and mouse integration. So when you, so it doesn't have to capture and take over the mouse from the host operating system. So all of that mouse integration, dynamic screen resizing, and file sharing works perfectly with the VirtualBox guest editions under React OS. Hmm. Good to know. Um, did anybody try to install any games? I installed the Diablo 2 demo. Uh, I installed Super Tux. Um, maybe one or two others. Uh, most of them ran like garbage. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just wondering uh, what kind of experience you had. <laughs> um, running. Some of the games, I, I noticed... You know, I, I was trying to actually play a game that I was curious it would actually be on React OS because it's always been on Windows for all, its entire life. Ski free, and it wasn't there. Solitaire. Oh, oh, that what? That is... <laughs> there is there is no solitaire. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. It's pre-installed. What? Yeah, just go to Programs Games. It, it, it's right there. What? Maybe it's not called Solitaire then. Maybe it's called Oh Solitaire. Yeah, you're right. It is. It 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 is actually there. I, it just wasn't in the package manager, so I was confused. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm playing it right now. Yeah, I suck at solitaire. <laughs> I really suck at it. Okay. I, I'm run. I, I'm doing something that that I never thought I would do in a long time. Actually, right now, play solitaire. I'm running Merc. You know what a Merc? You know no, what? Um... Using the IRC client, MIRC. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, oh man. You know what we we really need to find out uh, if it runs on React OS? Space Pinball. Ooh. Oh. That was the best pinball game. Yes, yes. And there's actually a... I saw this whole thing on YouTube about it that. It was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a list of working applications. I mean, you have the K Chameleon web browser that worked. Uh, VLC works. Um, Audacity barely works. Uh, Notepad plus plus seemed to work. VirtualBox guest editions, as you mentioned, uh, Chris works. Uh, SuperTux apparently has some sound issues. Uh, LibreOffice uh, apparently the cursor is invisible, and old versions of Firefox, as previously mentioned. Uh, we do have some non-working applications that you know we 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 tried and and they just wouldn't work, like modern web browsers. Um, YouTube DL. I think this is the program that downloads YouTube videos to your computer. Uh, and uh, Steam, which is a real bummer because that would have been a great way to test out some games. Uh, you know, just downloading them off Steam. But yeah, sadly, they, it, it didn't work either. Um, hopefully, another version uh, will will work with that. Have you found pinball yet, or are you looking for it? <laughs> I am looking for it, honestly. And when you <laughs> when you search for it, it's uh. It's a whole bunch of really spammy sites. I'm I'm probably infecting React OS right now as we speak. Uh it's over. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... Oh wait wait wait, that one may have been it. Uh, games. Okay okay pinball pinball. Oh shit! It runs. It runs. It runs. I don't have. That's s- it. I don't have. Sound. I say remove all wow. your OSs and use it as a production OS. Wait it. Oh, hang on. 
New game. How do you launch it again? Spacebar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it starts and it shows the pinball machine, but it doesn't actually do anything. Nope. Okay, podcast over. Can't run can't run 3D space pinball. Uh, can't use the OS as a production main production OS then. Nope. Um. Well. <clears throat> uh. I mean. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about the OS. Hmm. What else? What else? It's really impressive that they got uh, uh, Butterfest mm. going. Um, it continually gets attention at Google Summer of Code. It. Uh... Oh, Google Summer of Code is how they got that BT, uh, the Butterfest on uh, on React OS, I think. Yeah. What what I would personally like to use it for, I keep a Windows XP virtual machine around because it is the easiest way to flash stuff to my flashable Game Boy cartridge. I would love to be mm. able to use um, React OS for React that. OS. And unfortunately, it won't let me install the driver. I'm gonna try to work on work on that again. But even though it's crashy you, and buggy, even in the new version, haven't tried yet on four dot ten. Hmm. But even though it's crashy and buggy, if it can do that one thing, I would be using it much more. Hmm. How about you, Eric? Do you have uh, any anything else you want to add to to the OS? Uh, any anything? Well, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, I do wish that it did run iTunes, but, you know, that's just... I haven't found anything that can run iTunes well besides Apple, Mac OS, so... Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Other than that, I mean, it, it looks pretty cool. There is another yeah. web browsing option that um, I, I forgot to mention. The Wine version of Internet Explorer. It comes pre-installed. Huh. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> does it really? does it run better than my pal? No, no. It's I mean think like um Probably emulating <laughs> Internet Explorer six. Oh yeah, and that they have wine mine too. Hmm. Minesweeper and wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh after you, sorry Euro. I was just gonna say I got the perfect version of running modern web browsers on on React OS, all you got to do is RDP to a new computer. What? There, what? there is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as their cooperation with Wine, that's kind of interesting. So for anyone that does not know what Wine is, it is a compatibility layer for Linux and Unix for you to run Windows software. It uh, takes Windows system calls, translates them to Linux and Unix system calls, and it can run a lot of Windows programs like that. So... React OS has collaborated with the Wine project, and it uses portions of Wine so that it can benefit from Wine's progress in implementing the Win32 API. Uh, so this is straight from Wikipedia. While Wine's NTDLL uses 32 kernel 32, GDI 32, and ADVAPI 32 components cannot be used directly by React OS due to architectural differences, code snippets of them and other parts can be shared between both projects. Um, the kernel is developed by React OS separately as Wine rely, relies heavily on Unix-like kernels. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that cooperation's happening, especially since uh, Wine gets updated frequently. Oh, and 
ReactOS's network stack is built on the TCP portion of OSKit's port of the network stack in FreeBSD. Well, look at that. Oh, wow. Is that is that often updated? Uh, I just, I think FreeBSD and yeah, you know, think of all these little operating systems. Yeah, FreeBSD is a big yeah. player, is the biggest player in the um, traditional Unix world. Okay. Uh, well, I just wanted to say that, um, I mean, for an OS, again, I mean, I've said this before, but for an OS that, that reverse engineered, that was reverse engineered from a commercial OS, honestly, it's not a bad attempt. Uh, it's far from perfect. I think given some time and probably more resources uh, dedicated to it, it might turn into something uh, that, you know, it might turn out to be a pretty decent OS, actually, and a good alternative to uh, to Windows. Um, as I said in the, in the earlier on this podcast, I'm just concerned that, uh, th- that the problem would be that by the time this OS becomes fully usable, it's going to be, it would be hopelessly outdated, um, kind of like how it is right now. Um, so, uh, they, they would definitely have to play some, play catch up, um, on, on that. But, um, but you know, it's a good effort. And uh, and I say that uh, you know keep it going, guys. Um, I just found the number one reason to use React OS. Do you remember the hover game from Windows ninety five? Yeah, didn't it? Uh... Yes, I do. It's a first person uh, racing game. Yeah, it's in it, the package. You bump into each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's in the package manager and it works. Hmm. That is all you need. Time to uninstall Linux That's and install React OS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you forgot the GNU slash. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> we should end it right there. Okay, I'm done. Wait, what? Cut. <laughs> <laughs> that That's all I have about React OS. All right. Well, this has been really fun. Um, actually, using the OS was pretty fun uh, in itself. I mean, it, it it wasn't frustrating because it's not like I had anything important running on it. So it was more fun than anything else. So, uh, you know, this this podcast was fun. And, and I think React OS made a, uh, besides, of course, talking to you gentlemen, uh, React OS played a big part of, in making this uh, even a, a, a more fun experience. So, well, thanks everybody for for joining us, and um, and uh, hopefully we 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 create another podcast um, in in this century. Oh, we will, and it'll be about Haiku OS. That OS was awesome. Haiku. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Not was is. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? It's not like it exploded and there's no more Haiku. So, <clears throat> yes, stay well, tuned, gentlemen. Thank you both. This was fantastic. It's good to... Eric, it's very good to have you back. Yes, it's awesome. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. Uh, we refused to do the episodes with you. So it was like, oh, well, he's not available till next week. We're going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Cool. That's it. Good night. Yeah, and I gotta say, playing with React OS was rather, rather cool. I mean... I haven't seen anything like this before, and for what this is, but what this has accomplished, it's pretty impressive. 
Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, good night. Good night. <laughs>